1041, and it is Thursday. Another pleasant day, bit warm, sunny, breezy, 78. A look at that first alert forecast coming up. We are 24 hours away from doors opening at Scramblers for our first first responders breakfast. Yes, indeed, we are uh, adding to what we have been doing for a very, very long time. Not replacing, but adding to. As many of you know, we do the Heroes Breakfast for veterans once a month, and we are we are uh, now going to, or at least we're going to give her a try and see how it goes. Hopefully it will be a success and continue on. Along with our friends at uh, Pyramid Roofing, we are going to be doing a breakfast for first responders. So if you are a first responder, uh, we'd love for you to swing by tomorrow. And that would be at Scramblers, Republican National, as we broadcast the show live between 6, 8, and 9, 8. And all you got to do is we are, are set up doing the show at the table. Just come over and there'll be a stack of of uh, certificates for your free breakfast. Just uh, grab one of those and then you'll give it to your server. And it's pretty much all you got to do. And then enjoy breakfast. Now, of course, everyone's welcome. But you will get your breakfast paid for. Uh, if you are a first responder tomorrow, that again, thanks to Scramblers and Pyramid Roofing. All right, so we will. Well, we've got author of the week, great author of the week uh, coming up today. Hide your children, author Liz Wheeler. Uh, we will talk about, um, among other things, this push for social emotional learning in Missouri schools. There was a, an article posted. Uh, this week with one of the, the local news outlets, and it, uh, I'm sure it came from a press release sent out by the government uh, in which uh, the, the DESI put a survey out there. Um, and in the survey described essentially how wonderful social-emotional learning is. All it does is teach kids how to be mentally healthy and how to treat other ones, how to treat others nicely and course who doesn't want that right i mean that's a wonderful thing who would not want that um and when they got the surveys back found that most people they asked thought that that was a good idea so then they sent out a press release a majority of americans support this Um, so it's it's clear that there is a propaganda effort underway in order to make this standard and we'll talk with uh, author liz wheeler um well about her book hide your children of course but but that component because much of it does cover the education of our kids and and how it is that um, the left has been utilizing the the schools the public schools in order to indoctrinate children into their political ideology so we've got that coming up in the eight o'clock hour sponsored by abc books on north glenstone and of course, the latest developments in Iran, once again, it is just amazing. From the onset, sadly, I said, if, if you are an American trapped in Israel, good luck with this administration. Because if there's one thing this administration has demonstrated that you're probably worse off than anyone from any other country if you are trapped in a country dealing with hostile uh, you know, scenarios. People keep referencing Afghanistan, but there was also, it didn't get near the attention, uh, a, a situation in Sudan in which around 16,000 Americans were trapped there. And the Biden administration's response was, good luck. Good luck. 
pretty much the same as what we saw in Afghanistan. And yesterday, John Kirby's like, well, just get a flight out yourself. They act as if this is an inconvenience and that anyone who happens to be held hostage or you know just you know trapped because of incoming and outgoing flights that have been canceled that well you know, you've, you've got a number of uh, airlines that are um, you know that service our country Delta American the ones that we're familiar with that have canceled flights in and out now there are other flights that aren't American based that are still operating but as you can imagine they're pretty full and so <laughs> for this administration once again to be like well you know just you know just book a flight out i it, it is breathtakingly callous and and it's like here we go do we learn nothing do we learn nothing from afghanistan do we learn nothing from sudan though of course it didn't get much nearly the amount of publicity and attention that Afghanistan got. But here we are. It's like, here we go again with these people. There are a couple of polls out, battleground states, that certainly (laughs) do not look good for Biden and the Democrats. Michigan and Ohio, uh, both showing Trump with a significant lead. And we keep hearing, well, it's an outlier, an outlier. And while... I do believe in being cautious, and polls are polls. At some point, when you have a whole lot of outliers lining up, it's no longer an outlier, see? An outlier suggests, well, it's just one. Well, then there's two. Then there's three. Then all of the sudden, by definition, it's no longer an outlier. And we may begin to get to this point. There was that Washington Post-ABC poll, of course, that was released a few weeks ago that showed Trump up by 9-10 nationally speaking. And while that was, yes, one poll and the media, even Washington Post tried to downplay their own poll. Well, it's an outlier. You can't really listen to us in our polling. Uh, after all, we are the Washington Post. Uh, as more and more of these polls come out that Virtually all of them are showing Trump ahead, though some within the margin of error. But when you start seeing seven, eight, nine points, which is what we're seeing in some of these battleground states, you can only say outlier so many times before you start to go, maybe these actually aren't outliers after all. Look at the weather in a moment. Right now, latest news. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A bulldozer attached to a truck was nearly sent off an overpass during rush hour after being cut off by another car. The accident shut down traffic heading to the northbound U.S. 65 ramp from James River Freeway in Springfield. Officers say there were no reported injuries and they are currently investigating which car was responsible. The incident resulted in heavy traffic that backed all the way up eastbound James River Freeway. Officers want to remind drivers that when they are on the road, there is an accident to pay attention to the road to avoid further accidents and collisions. Volunteers with Mothers Against Drunk Driving are voicing frustration after a Springfield woman was sentenced to five years in prison for a drunk driving crash. Prosecutors asked for 10 years, but Corinna Stock still received the minimum prison sentence for involuntary manslaughter in the deaths of Dustin Emmett and Nick Thomas. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. 
First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine breezy 78 today. There is a 40% chance of showers, maybe even some storms tonight down to 61 and a, a slight chance of showers and storms continuing tomorrow. Otherwise, a mostly cloudy Friday. Maybe some sunshine breaking through in the afternoon. Cooler with a high of 72. Blinken is... Uh, with Netanyahu delivering remarks live from Tel Aviv now. And uh, I want to go ahead and join. I, I don't know whether or not it's going to be at the point where it's worth sticking with uh, for a bit or not. So we'll just play it by ear and, and check it out. Over an hour to a kibbutz under siege, armed only with a pistol, and rescued his kids and grandkids. The mother who died shielding her teenage son with her body, giving her life to save his giving him life for a second time. The volunteer security teams on the kibbutzes who swiftly rallied to defend their friends and neighbors despite being heavily outnumbered. And we're lifted by the remarkable solidarity of the Israeli people, demonstrated in the long lines of people giving blood, in the hundreds of thousands of reservists who've mobilized, some rushing home from abroad. People around the country opening their homes to fellow citizens displaced from the South. The people of Israel have long and rightly prided themselves on their self-reliance, on their ability to defend themselves, even when the odds are stacked against them. The message that I bring to Israel is this. You may be strong enough on your own to defend yourself, but as long as America exists, you will never, ever have to. We will always be there. Of course, by we'll your side. Also, be there to. That's the message that. Unfree <laughs> six President billion Biden for Iran. To the Prime Minister from the moment this crisis began. It's the message that I and my other colleagues in the government have delivered to our Israeli counterparts on a daily, even an hourly basis. It's the message that I bring with me to our discussions today. And it's what I'll affirm when I meet with the members of Israel's newly formed national emergency government. We welcome the government's creation and the unity and resolve that it reflects across Israel society. We're delivering on our word, supplying ammunition, interceptors. All right, so that's Anthony Blinken. Uh, he is uh, currently in Tel Aviv, uh, press conference with Benjamin Netanyahu, and we hear the message, and, and Biden gave the message, and the words are great, stand by or, uh, Israel. Constant allies, whatever they need. But there are words, and then there's actions. And the 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 ultimate problem, the reality is, on one hand, while you're saying we'll give you everything that you need, part of what Israel needs is to not have the United States giving access to terrorists to the tune of billions of dollars. That'd be my first. If I were asked, okay, what do you guys need? Well, let me just off the top of my head, let's start with the first thing here. You know, that $6 billion that uh, Iran uh, feels is coming its way and has openly said we're going to use it for whatever we want and has also claimed credit for this current terrorist war against the Israeli people. Uh, yeah, maybe you could just not give them that funding. How about that for step one? Words are cheap. I mean, we're we're going to hear all sorts of 
commentary and discussion about the words, and words do matter. But when actions, meaningful actions, contradict the words, then the words become meaningless. They become nothing. You can't on one hand say we fully, without question, support our ally while funding the enemy. And that that's, let's make no mistake about it, that is exactly what is happened. And what continues to happen, because they absolutely refuse to refreeze the six plus billion dollars. Not to mention, aside from that, the refusal to enforce sanctions when it comes to oil. Sanctions that the Trump administration adhered to, but again, like so many other moves made by this Biden administration, they were beneficial to the bad guys in the world. Whether it's the gas pipeline being allowed with, again, that was a lifting of sanctions from the Biden administration, beneficial to Putin. The opening up of our border, which was fantastic news for human traffickers and drug traffickers. Disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal, fantastic, wonderful news for the Taliban. The reversal of enforcing sanctions when it comes to uh, the issue of oil in Iran, tremendous news for the number one exporter of terrorism in the world, and then, of course, the thawing of the $6 billion. This insistency on reversing course. And I, I really do believe some of it's just because Trump did it. The world can go straight to hell, and we're watching it happen. And much of it, at least, in part, was because of this open defiance of the path that we were on this declaration it wasn't a secret I mean, they, they went in and, and just openly said we're going to reverse everything trump did and we're seeing the results we're seeing the reverse results we went from this it, there's a story i mean the headline it's just so sad it really is sad and we went from the Abraham Accords, which are still in place. You have four countries in the Middle East, these arrangements with Israel, recognition of Israel, the respect of Israel's existence, and Saudi Arabia was there. And it was largely understood, once Saudi Arabia comes to an agreement that, that the entire Middle East that that was going to open up the floodgates for these arrangements, these agreements with Israel. We've gone from that to this headline. Iran's president and Saudi crown prince Mohammed bin Salman hold their first ever telephone call on Wednesday. And now they're allying together. You, you look at the, the allyships that 
have been forged under this administration because of the changing dynamic of world leadership and world power. You have uh, uh, Russia and North Korea, Russia and China allying together, China, uh, Saudi Arabia, China, Iran. And now we have gone from the Saudis looking and and signaling that they were ready to open the floodgates when it comes to the the positives of the Abraham peace accords and peace in the Middle East with the with the Israelis to now they are making these declarations with Iran that oh yeah the uh, the Hamas Palestinians yep they got a right to do what they're doing and now the historic firsts are not in the right direction but they're in the wrong direction. I mean, they, they, these are all realities. What was it, Brit Hume? I, I think Brit Hume, it, it should be a quote that goes down in history. Brit Hume, who certainly is not somebody that's this massive fan of, of Donald Trump, but had said earlier this week <laughs> something along the lines of, you know, like him or, or not, you know, <laughs> things were certainly a lot better under Donald Trump when it comes to all this stuff. And you can't deny it. I mean, what the the world is just so on fire, not in a good way right now. It, it's it, the 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 reality of where we are today. If you recognize the rhetoric during the Trump years, all of these these things that are going on, this is what we were told was the sort of thing that would happen if Trump got elected president. You realize that? When Trump was running against Hillary Clinton, all of the warnings, not just from Democrats, but some establishment Republicans, that if Trump became president, all hell was going to break loose. World War III. Because Trump did not understand the finesse of diplomacy. Trump was this idiot. Trump probably never even read a full book. He was a brute. Laughably, the people who can't seem to do enough favors for dictators uh, labeled Trump as being cozy with dictators. But we, but this is what we were told. Donald Trump was going to result in the world on fire. World War Three. Yet the opposite happened greater peace and, and greater strides towards peace in areas of the world in which it had not been seen in any of our lifetimes under Trump. And now look, it is what we are in today is what we were told would happen under a President Trump. Isn't that something? But of course, if you confront an elite with that reality, they will rationalize it away. Well, I mean, peace under Trump wasn't because of Trump. And all of these things that are happening today aren't because of Biden. You know. All of a sudden, the presidency becomes irrelevant when it comes to things that occur in the world. Steve Scalise wins the speaker's nomination. Now, that can be misleading. That does not mean that he is the next speaker of the House. In fact, it appears as if there may be some roadblocks to this actually getting finalized this week. We'll 
just quickly update you on that. And there are a lot of other things going on in the world, obviously, uh, today as well. We do have tomorrow our first responders breakfast. This is a new deal at Scramblers, sponsored by Pyramid Roofing and Scramblers. If you're a first responder, come by as we broadcast live tomorrow and get yourself free breakfast. Transmissions talk a text line 447 KSGF. Uh, KSGF app. Tomorrow is Friday, so around 4 o'clock, you're going to get a notification about the KSGF deal for Godfathers. I think it was free delivery last Friday. It, it oftentimes gets changed up a free this, a half price that, a free delivery, and so forth from any of the area four Godfather stores, and they do deliver, hence the free delivery for last week. And that deal is only announced on the KSGF app, so you want to make sure that you have that activation notif- uh, that, that notification activated. And uh, it is for a just a window of time tomorrow, so watch out for that. We got a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, breezy, 78 today. A 40% chance of showers and storms tonight, down to 61. Slight chance of showers, storms tomorrow, then mostly cloudy. Sunshine in the afternoon, high of 72. So there was a question regarding the six-plus billion dollars that has been unfrozen and whether or not uh, that has been spent is being spent. And... Um, the answer is, as best we know, no, which is why, or if it has, it, it's not a scenario in see how best to why this is, why this matters. Because, and I don't, many of you know this because you hear about it quite often. We've talked about it, the fungibility aspect. And, and so Iran has certain obligations financially. Um, humanitarian obligations for its people, you, you know, to some degree, uh, everyone needs to do that in order to keep the people happy enough to where they're not rioting in the streets and so forth. Even when you have an oppressive regime, it's still, there are those certain financial obligations. And when we come along and we say, hey, the $6 billion of frozen money that the Trump administration said you can't have access to, we're going to give you access to it, but you can only use it for these humanitarian purposes well then iran like oh now we don't have to use our money for the human or you know what money that we had allocated so it frees up 6.1 billion dollars because now they have an additional 6.1 billion or six point whatever it is 6.5 billion six plus billion dollars and there are uh, the the fact that that is there and they will have access to what degree and how quickly just knowing that it is there is you know it gives them the recognition and understanding and they could even borrow against it if they needed to that that they can they can essentially start spending it now if that makes sense it's like somebody who you know wins the lottery and they may not necessarily uh have the money right then and there but they're already planning, you know, and and this is the reality of what we're dealing with. And it's the reason that you have Republicans that are saying freeze it. And this administration is just flat out refusing to just won't do it. It seems like a no brainer, right? 
and they twist themselves into knots trying to say, well, we don't have any direct proof that, you know, we don't, there's no check that we can prove that they wrote to Hamas. And it's the exact same rationale and justification they use in order to claim that there's no evidence that Biden is corrupt. Well, you know, there's no direct link, direct link. I, I, I've determined, and we all should learn from this, anytime Democrats start talking about how there's no direct link that can be proven, that means everyone knows what's going on. They are just trying as best as possible to throw anything out there they can in order to continue to live in denial and expect you to and their followers to live in denial as well. Therein, of course, is the big question, why? Why not release the dollars? Why? Or freeze the dollars? Like, why not do this? So there are a couple of potential reasons. Number one, Iran has something on the Biden administration. Now, it you know, in terms of dirt, we have become very accustomed to hearing about the millions and millions and millions of dollars flowing from countries, flowing from oligarchs, from Russia to Ukraine, China, and so forth. But what about Iran? Well, who is Iran allied with to a, a very great degree? Again, thanks to the leadership vacuum in the world, China. Well, what family do we know that the communist Chinese have been writing massive checks to? Who's family? The Biden family. Now, it would benefit China as they want to become the world leader, and they see the United States as an enemy, for Iran to be calling the shots over the United States to have access to these dollars. I mean, that that is all of a degree of benefit. Anything that brings the USA down a peg or two. So it may not be that Iran has dirt on the Bidens that they themselves were involved in, but their allies could be like, hey, just so you know, here's something that uh, you can make sure they know that you know and that you could put out there and expose. Do we know that's the case? No, we don't. But this, of course, is the problem with having a president whose family has LLCs all over the place and they all have these bank accounts getting money from foreign entities. This is, this is what occurs. You, you, you combine that reality with the fact that this administration oftentimes makes decisions that make absolutely no sense whatsoever, specifically while dealing with foreign countries, and, and you're, you're grasping, trying to figure out what possible motivation could they have for doing this. Now, there's another reason that is less nefarious, but is naive. And that is right now, okay, Hamas has done what they've done with this invasion and the, the gates of hell opening up. You have Hezbollah in Lebanon. And Hezbollah is seen as and recognized as potentially in terms of, of uh, just their capabilities, but greatly more of a danger than Hamas is. 
and they've got connections with the Lebanon government and so forth, and you have an ally component going on with Iran and Lebanon in certain capacities. And so potentially you may have these sort this back channel conversation going on in which Iran is like, hey, you know, we can hold Hezbollah at bay here. We can use our influence to not allow this to explode into, you know, a, a situation with Lebanon, a situation with Syria, a situation in which we have a full blown right now. It's horrible. It's nasty. And it's completely contained. We can keep it that way as long as you keep that six billion dollars accessible to us. Now, that would make sense given the approach that this administration takes with these bad guys, and that is that allowing them to call the shots, particularly when it comes to money. Whether that is holding Americans as hostage or threatening to act in a really bad manner unless we get what we want. This was, again, the opposite approach Trump took, where Trump's approach was, no, we call the shots, you don't. We tell you what to do. And if you don't do it, you will be punished, as opposed to the way that we're accustomed to doing it. And that is saying, if you promise to be good, you know, we'll give you whatever you want if you promise to be good. It's like the, the toddler that screams in the grocery store and you just, you know, what do you want? I'll give you whatever you want just to shut up. And they learn from that. These bad players learn from that. They learn that they can extract from the United States things that they want as long as they pinky swear to be good. And, of course, they never are. That's their currency is the threat of doing something. And so what could be going on here with this refusal to freeze these dollars is Iran essentially threatening to really open the gates of hell with a multi-prong attack on Israel from numerous other countries if the United States does in fact freeze those dollars. But again, it is, you know, on one hand, it is a less, less corrupt scenario regarding um, the use of power by Biden uh, for financially benefiting his family. It's morally corrupt um, because you are talking about letting the bad guys dictate to us, allowing them to call the shots. None of the scenarios long-term, anywhere ranging from short-term to long-term, are good. But this is where we are, and this is why people like former President Obama said of Joe Biden, never underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. And this is why Obama... The internet has unleashed on the world DIYers, in which a DIYer, do-it-yourselfer, often becomes the DIYer's own worst enemy, biting off more they can chew. I, I, I have, on numerous occasions, uh, embarked on such ventures like, well, I bet I can do this. You get on YouTube and somebody shows how to do it. But I'm also smart enough to know that, because I ask myself, if I, if I really jack this up, 
is it going to cost me a lot more? Is this the sort of problem that I'm going to think, man, I wish I had never. It's sort of like gambling. They say don't ever gamble more than you can afford to lose. And I approach DIY projects that way. And there are a lot of people, because you can buy it at some of the big box stores, the epoxy flooring for garages. And you see online people that have those, and it just looks so nice. And, you you know, the benefits that come along with it and the, the cleanliness, the moisture barrier component to it. And you think, I can do it myself because it'll be cheaper than having professionals do it. There's reasons that professionals do this. And there's reasons why, amongst those who are professionals that do it, you have experts, like garage experts, because this is the one thing that they do along with customized storage for your garage. Don't go it alone. You think you're saving yourself money. I'm telling you, you're costing yourself money. You get what you pay for. So if you want it done right, you want it done well, not just the you know better product, but better prep. That's a huge thing. And... People who do this every single day, and they've done it for years and years and years and years. Garage experts under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. House Republicans do not yet have a consensus among themselves to elect a Speaker of the House. So you may have seen the headlines, heard the headlines. Steve Scalise won the Speaker's nomination. This was a closed door, essentially what has occurred here. And Congressman Burleson talked to us about this earlier in the week, that all the Republicans get together and they heard from Jim Jordan, they heard from Steve Scalise, and then they're like, okay, let's vote on who we want to be the, the, the guy. And Scalise won that. So the idea behind that is, okay, that's the name that will be submitted for the purposes of voting, uh, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, the vote that you watch play out on on c-span and on well all the networks they carry this because the the high drama that's been involved in it as of late and then ideally all the republicans or at least enough of them are going to get behind scalise said okay done we got it we got a new guy in place however there are a number of doubts as to whether the votes are there for him to actually get the speakership you already have nancy may saying that she's not going to support him Republican Massey, Kentucky, told Daily Caller News Foundation, quote, we don't have the votes. He added that he currently opposed Scalia election, quote, there is a large and growing number who will not vote for Scalise. Massey refers to House Republicans conference meeting on Wednesday, where Scalise fielded questions from members about his plan to pass appropriation bills to fund the government by November 17th, where funding allocated under a September 30th continuing resolution will expire. Massey said that Scalise hasn't articulated a plan that will enable strong pending cuts demanded by some conservatives, but which have been opposed by Democrats in both houses of Congress. Massey said of Scalise, quote, he can't explain what his plan is. I'm uncomfortable with it. I don't think Scalise is properly setting expectations for the appropriations process. Republican Representative Bob Good of Virginia wrote in a statement, I am still supporting Jordan. The country cannot afford the status quo. Boebert, Taylor Green, Max Miller also voting for Jordan, according to multiple reports. And then there are a number of others telling the Daily Caller News Foundation that they are just up in the air as to which direction this will go. I, I, I think that there is a 
lack of recognition by a lot of the observers, you, me, people watching this play out, that that so much, and for some of these individuals, all of this, it is about spending and not just how much, but how the spending is determined. And as Congressman Burleson pointed out, I mean, we're going on like a couple decades here since Congress did what Congress is actually supposed to do and have these these different, um, you know, appropriation bills and going through each one and then voting on each one. And instead, these just what occurs, these huge omnibus bills, and then you get the continuing resolutions. And it's just the same thing over and over and over again. And there is no fiscal responsibility. And by responsibility, to reiterate, I'm not just talking about the amount, but the way that they go about approving it. And for a number of these members, and and listen, while it may be frustrating, and I understand that a lot of Republicans, we watch it, we don't like it the way that it plays out and so forth, but so many of these members ran promising to fix this. And they're saying, listen, the... How much longer can we do this? Republicans continue to talk about fiscal responsibility, yet they continue to do the exact same things that Democrats do, not just the amount, but the way of, you know, irresponsibly passing these approval of dollar expenditures. And it has to stop. We keep saying it. And so, you know, somebody like Scalise comes along and what they're saying is that he, to them, he doesn't have a plan to make this happen. And I understand where they're coming from on this, as inconvenient as it may be. Going to get a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. And now a brief message from Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and Quick Draw Gun wanted to show their support while also helping their community. And so the team down there created breast cancer awareness shirts. And for this month, all proceeds from the t-shirt sales will be donated to the Breast Cancer Foundation of the Ozarks. And to give you kind of an idea of what they look like they are black shirts with the pink breast cancer awareness ribbon uh, and then they have the quick draw gun logo in pink on the back so if you are planning on taking a trip down there to the shop this month highly recommend that you pick one of those shirts up as well and of course brad and his team they are always happy to help with any firearm needs whether you are looking to add to your firearm collection or maybe you're wanting to stock up on ammo for hunting season or maybe you're just kind of looking at what's happening around the world and and you're just wanting to be better prepared. Whatever the case is, Quick Draw Gun is the shop for you. Now you can find all of their contact information, shop hours, and address under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. As you know, uh, this summer we did a number of giveaways, passes for Alamo Draft House. I've got the season pass. I always forget. Is that what it's called? It's essentially a season pass. Yeah. I recommend if you watch movies, if you like going to Alamo, you check it out. I, I don't know that a lot of people even know about it, but it's like 19 bucks a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and you can watch a movie a day. And it's not standby where you wait and see if there are some available. You just go on as if you're purchasing a ticket, but on the app, when you get to the purchase part, you hit your season pass, bam, you're taking care of it. So you can watch, this, you can watch a, a movie every single day, 365 movies. 
Anyhow, we have a theater. They've granted us a theater to show a movie of our choosing Saturday, November 4th, and we're going to show The Burbs. You can get signed up to join us at ksgf.com. News in 60 